Hi, everybody. Originally, our plan was to do one episode where we talk about our favorite sports seasons that didn't result in a title. We went longer than we expected on all of these, so we're splitting this up into a seven-part series that we're calling Remember Sports. So this is a brief intro, and then episode one. Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy, here with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. And a special guest star, Commissioner Nick, is joining us. How's it going? How's everyone's Easter going? Well, <laughs> that good, huh? I think we all got questioned. I don't know about you, Pete, but I got questioned. You're going to do a podcast on Easter? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, my wife wanted to watch the SNL at home, and she said, you're podcasting on Easter? you got to be kidding me. I'm like, just watch the show. You've been in bed the last 30 minutes, whatever. It's a, a tame day in our household. It is Lenny the Poodle's fifth birthday. Happy <gasps> birthday, Lenny. But uh, I know oh. that because he was born on uh, Packer quarterback day, 4-12 of 15. So that's Whoa, Nick. Oh, way to bury the lead. I didn't know it was your dog's birthday. <laughs> right? <laughs> so did you uh, Did you have every, every one of Lenny's friends drive by and beep and wave and, Happy birthday, Lenny. Want to go for a ride, boy? Distance. <laughs> He's been a, a part of two Zoom calls today, and <laughs> I took him for a walk and cleaned up his poop per usual, so exciting so, life. So how many dogs did you pass up before you picked Lenny once you realized that the birthday lined up? Uh, we got we got the second pick of the litter and wound up with a, with a brown dog, but the wife was poodle or bust, and yeah, the breeder all picked out. Oops, I mean, uh, the rescue. We definitely rescued our purebred standard poodle well so. if you wanted uh allergy proof hyperallergenic I, I don't blame you for wanting to go breeder i just find animals outside sometimes and then they live with me for a decade <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody who brags a little too much about rescuing their dog just ask them if they adopted their kids <laughs> there goes the Everything. controversy well, everything happened so fast when I had my kids. I had no chance to adopt my kids, so I'm just busy rescuing dogs. Well, you guys switched to um, birth control methods that they had uh, 2,000 years ago. I think you were using the star <laughs> charts or something. <laughs> I think so. Astrology, yeah. We got one month mis- messed up. You so know, it was no surprise, yeah, that you know you had a kid so fast. <laughs> No one can get pregnant during a full moon. Everyone knows that. <laughs> oh no, evolution! It's off by it's off by three days. You didn't adjust for the Mayan calendar stopping or something like that. Now you have two kids. Yeah, that's all right. They're I'm, good. I'm still waiting for all the pandemic babies. It's gonna be what's awesome. That, what's that rhyme? The second the second part is and pray. <laughs> Oh, um, pay and pray. That's what you do when you have kids. (laughs) Stay. (laughs) Oh, man. So the reason we're having you on, Nick, is you came up with a topic. 
Um, what do, what did you want to talk about this episode? Uh, I don't know if we ever came up with a, a punchy name for it. It was like missing trophies or uh, like the lost seasons or um, like woulda, coulda, shoulda is basically the, the most beloved teams of your lifetime. Like not like seasons of a team where you're like, this is the team that I was 100% all in on board with. And um, I thought I thought there was a chance. Not not so much like the, oh man, we definitely should have won that one where we were the favorite and we ultimately didn't win the Super Bowl finals, World Series, whatever, um, which is a rare occurrence in itself. But when uh, huge expectations um, aren't fulfilled and that there's disappointment there, that's like its own special sports fan anxiety. And it's not quite as fun as when there are no expectations or, or lower ish expectations. I think there's a Badgers who are one seed in here somewhere. Um, but it's not like, Hey, we're going to make a run at it. We're really going to probably appear in the finals. Like, um, and so the, the wins that you don't expect wind up being the, the best possible experience as a sports fan. So everybody kind of informally, it was going to be a snake draft, but then everybody just kind of picked a, a few of their favorite teams that they want to introduce. And we're just going to pound through, um, a couple introductions of some teams that you know won our hearts, even if they didn't win a win a trophy, and kind of talk about them. Yeah, I think uh, the most heartbreaking sports moments, some of them I can remember, is when the uh, Cinderella run ends. That's one of the best. Is the yeah, you're kind of playing with house money, but it always still is crushing when uh, when you have a team make a run that just kind of runs out of momentum or eventually runs into a juggernaut. I know some of those Badgers teams felt like that. Well, yeah, you get so you get so emotionally invested in it, right? Like you going into the season, you're like, "Oh, I'm just going to drag because I'm a big fan." But once they they pull at your heartstrings and and draw you in, those are really depressing. Yeah, I don't know which is tougher: the ones that that they go from nothing and no expectations to start the year, and then all of a sudden win the Super Bowl, like the Packers did that one year. But when you go from those expectations and nothing, and then do really good, or the ones that your expectations are right here. And then they just come up short because the expectations are there. So it shouldn't be too much. But I think they both tear your heart yeah, no matter what because of your love for the teams. Yeah, let's face it. They all hurt, I guess. Yeah. Uh, these are going to be the most fun seasons that, sure. where you didn't win a championship. I think that's a, that's a key part of being a sports fan. If you just judge every season on championship or not, it's just it's mostly disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Like You got to find those teams that were the lovable the lovable scrappy bunch that made a run in the playoffs that, you know, you've, you latched onto you. I think a lot of these are going to be defined by a couple key players or a couple key plays. That is what we take away from that. Yeah. Just look at your average sports league. It's like what? 29, 30, 32 teams. And if you, if the criteria for enjoying it is, is a, is a championship win, you're going to be disappointed to your core like 97% of the time and yeah. you still do it. So do you guys want to get started on this? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So just so everybody knows out there, we're doing chronological order, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily what we think top 10 wise or anything like that. I, I did find it really interesting when we, we did this like draft or picked it, how we didn't really step on each other's shows. Like we actually had in our minds like our lovable yeah. ones that we wanted to grab and it wasn't a whole lot of overlap. Hmm. No, it's, a, 
Mike did turn over the 08 Brewers to me uh, because it's like I haven't been as crazy of a Brewer fan my entire life, but he looked at me that year and he thought he could do the Badgers more justice. It wasn't like some big conflict or controversy, but yeah, there's everybody had their lane. Yeah, and it's spread out sport-wise, which is kind of nice too. Every major team is represented, so. Even the Wave? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Waves never disappoint. They just win championships. They win out. Right? There is no season like that because they win every championship. Correct, Pete? Seven One time. for Pete. <laughs> yeah, they beat those same four teams every year. Seven time <laughs> championship. And those championships are spread out between uh, 14 different minor league arena teams, the leagues they were in. Nick is the expert of uh, the Wave. I've streamed a few games on YouTube and watched and got myself invested in a postseason. It beats whatever the hell else you're going to do. Well, you, you came up with a great gambling game for Wave Games where <laughs> basically you just all put money in a pot and you, you draw cards for players. And when the guy scores, whoever has that guy collects a pot. Yeah. I loved it when we did that one time when the kids came. I don't know how many, I don't know how many times after that, Trenton wanted to go back to a Wave game because he thought he could win money every time. <laughs> Yeah, it's not quite how it works, but <laughs> just get the lucky player, I guess. Let's get things started and throw it over to episode one. Hey, howdy, hi. This is Pete. This is Remember Sports, episode one Milwaukee Bucks, 2001. The Bucks fans hoping this is not the final game of the season for their team, not the final home game either. As George Carl and the Bucks ready. Much needed defensive pressure, full court. to steady this ship when you hit those two big three-pointers. Well, I have my mind focused in on scoring just as well. I think at those times in the game, I want to step up and take the big shot. So I'll just kind of go through kind of a synopsis of the season, what I kind of came up with, and then uh, we can kind of discuss a little bit more if we want to. But um, So the 0-1 Bucks, we all kind of remember the controversy that happened in the playoffs, of course, uh, with the Sixers um, in the finals. Uh, the that Bucks. It was, wasn't controversy. That's proven, right? Like that it, was, that was uh, in the pocket. Pretty, pretty proven. Yeah. So they've done, they've done study there. They've looked back at the stats, and they're skewed way in favor of the Sixers. Like free throw fouls and free throws. It it is a little odd. That is true. But the Bucks gave up like top six. Um, they were like top six, top ten in uh, giving up free throw attempts so they were a following team so it's not like it is skewed a little bit but they weren't a great if defense. they were if they were gonna if yeah they weren't a great defensive team they were 21st in the league so i don't want to step on your intro too much but didn't 
that that involve the ref that went to jail and actually don't even tell me the answer is yes i just want to assume it and have that <laughs> Donaghy, in my heart yeah not yeah. Tim Donaghy, yeah Donaghy. but this one is kind of uh there was more controversy the year after with the lakers and kings so this one kind of gets uh poo-pooed a little bit nobody really knows about it as much and it's kind of interesting to me like when i was reading up on it a little bit people didn't really know about this controversy as much as like the Kings Lakers the next year was pretty intense, I guess. It's because nobody gives so, a shit about Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's totally true. Um, like even people like, I think I read a couple comments, which were just discussing Ray Allen and like, they couldn't believe, wow, Ray Allen's not a spot up shooter. Like no, Ray Allen was like the most athletic player back then. He was amazing. He could guard Jordan like nothing, but um, anyway, so the Bucks were coming off a near upset. Uh, the Indiana Pacers a year before, uh, they lost three to two. I think we all remember Reggie Miller kind of daggering us the whole series uh, in that year, um, in two thousand. Um, that led to a lot of hype going into the two thousand one season. Bucks bolstered their roster the years before with Sam Cassell, Irvin Johnson, Tim Thomas, Tim Thomas, uh, Scott Williams, and then adding this year in the 2001-2001 season, Lindsey Hunter, Jason Caffey, and Jerome Kersey, who was pretty much just a bit body, but uh, a lot of them contributed in uh, the 2000 run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, of course, they were led by the big three, Sam I Am, Big Dog, and Jesus. Uh, Jesus, of course, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Uh, Ray Allen's, um, he got game name. But it, that was, I think, Ray Allen's peak of his career with the Bucks uh, in 2001. He was voted all-star starter. He was very consistent scorer, the NBA, um, almost the 50-40-90 club, missing it by like two percentage points in free throws. Um, Glenn and Ray both averaged 20 points a game. Sam averaged 18 points a game. They were second highest scoring team in the NBA behind the Kings per 100 possessions. They were the only the second behind the Lakers. So this team was just loaded uh, offensively. And that's what made that series in the um, finals more interesting in that they only had Iverson as their offensive power. So that's where the, that uh, conspiracy comes up even more. Um, so the Bucks started off slow that season, but they ended up with a 52-30 and 30 record for second in the East, of course, first in Central. Um, this was the, the Bucks didn't win 50 games or more until the 2019 season, so this was a pretty significant season, especially when I was a, pretty much a kid. I was in high school. We were all in high school. So I, I think this was pretty big in my eyes is where um, fantasy, fantasy seasons were kind of starting on ESPN, and fantasy basketball was my first love. So I really got into the NBA back then, and I think the 2001-2001 Bucks was just my prime of like Bucks fandom and NBA fandom for sure. Do you remember when we bought like those? I think ESPN. I think you and I did it like eighth grade year, right? Where you had to like buy a for was it twenty five bucks or whatever? You got three teams or some ridiculous yeah. thing because they're charging three for teams. fantasy. Yep, they were charging. Yeah, you got three teams for sure. So I mean, fantasy was online. Fantasy online was a. Uh, was kind of starting up big time. So um, that's kind of where my love for the NBA, and I loved Jordan back in the late 90s and everything. So it was kind of like I finally found my love with the Bucks. I finally got that when the Bulls kind of just went down. Uh, that love for the Bucks came around when when Ray Allen, Sam, and George Carl came in. Um, but, I mean, of course, they handled in the playoffs. The season kind of went down the way it did. The playoffs, of course, were a different different kind of beast for the Bucks. They um, handled the Magic in four games. It was the first time since the 88-89 season that they uh, 
that they actually uh, won, got through the first round of the playoffs. Uh, tough second round matchup against the Hornets. They were down three two in that series, pulled it off, reached to reach the finals against the Sixers. And the controversy, of course, everybody knows about. Um, there's a lot we could go into with that controversy. I think a big, big thing that kind of puts it wraps it up into a ball was Bill Simmons. He kind of talked about that in specific about controversial games. And uh, to briefly recap that, he said Philly wins games one and four. Swung on a controversial lane violation, two egregious no calls. The Sixers finished with advantages 186 to 120 in free throws, 12 to 3 in technicals, and 5 to nothing in flagrant calls. Now, the 12 to 3 in technicals, there were like five that were legit, like Scott Williams, like pushed a guy, like whatever, elbow to the head. So he, I think he like pretty much closed line Iverson one time. So, I mean, there were some legit, legit uh, technical calls, but they were still. Um, kind of out of line. Um, Glenn Robinson, one of the Milwaukee's top scorers, didn't even tap a free throw until game five. Now, he wasn't really much of a free throw guy. He didn't. He was more of that spot shooter, I think we all remember. He didn't drive to the hoop as much. He kind of had that that pull-up jump. So, But still, he not attempting a free throw until game five when he scored 20 points a game is kind of crazy. Um, but but uh, Bucks George Carl, Bucks coach George Carl, and uh, Ring Allen were fined a combined eighty five thousand dollars after the series for claiming that the NBA rigged it, and it even went down to Ray Allen. His family said that Stern was actively cheering for the Sixers in that series, and that's something that Larry Bird even brought up back in the I think nineties or something when uh, they were facing the Lakers. That Stern always pulled for certain teams because they wanted those series to stretch out and go longer, which brings you to that, that controversy. And of course, uh, Milwaukee's best big man, um, Scott Williams was charged with a flagrant foul, but not thrown out only to be suspended um, for game seven after the game, I believe. So um, there's game four. That was probably the worst game in that series, but I could go on and on about that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff online. You could read up about that controversy and, but I guess all in all, it brought excitement back to Milwaukee for the Bucks. We did draft Michael Red that year. We had a lot of hope, and then it kind of fell apart years after, which was kind of a bummer. And then I can think we all fell out of basketball for a while watching. There were some bad teams in there, but um, I think it brought me back um, to the Bucks because I never really had anything younger. So I think this was like my first love for for the NBA, which was great. Um, Allen would win a championship with the Celtics, as we all know. He had some epic shots for them. And uh, where he was known for his athleticism, he was known for his three-point shooting later in his career with the Heat and Celtics. So, And then uh, Glenn Robinson ended up winning a championship, too, with the San Antonio Spurs in 05, his last season in the NBA, which was it's kind of great to hear that those guys actually got their, got their ring. And, of course, Sam Cassell, he won. Didn't he win with the Rockets, I believe? Yeah, he did. So that was before he came to the Bucks. So all in all, it was the first fun season. I mean, but the heartbreak, I think, was was that series, that Sixer series, where they did have the Sixth Man of the Year. They did have the MVP. They did have the Defensive Player of the Year in Mutombo and um, I forget the Sixth Man. Um, but it just was so frustrating in that we beat, I think we beat all top Western teams. We swept them. And we probably had the better chance to take a couple games against the Lakers. Granted, the Lakers were amazing. So maybe they don't win the finals, but to not get to the finals, I think was very yeah. disappointing because of was, all the expectations. It was Aaron McKee 
Aaron McKee, yep, six man six of the year. So, so I mean, but that's the thing is the Sixers had a great defensive team, but they only all they had was Iverson. They really had well, nobody else. They kind of were built that way on purpose, though, because a lot of guys didn't want to play with Iverson. Like you just, it's he kind of was in a little bit. It was like James Harden, where you just knew he's going to take a ton of the shots. He's going to be the primary ball handler. Right. Everything goes through him. They had a, they had a, Larry Hughes was there for a bit. Like they tried to find some offensive guys to pair with him and i think most guys just didn't want to be like the guy who gets past the ball every so often by iverson like you had to have aaron mckee types eric snow those kind of guys just stand around and right yeah i think just what's disappointing is you had this build up for a couple of years you kind of felt that the bucks were on their way and then they hit this year and then you felt like it was going to I think the more of the disappointment maybe isn't with this season, it's with what happened after. I think we all know the yeah. aftermath of what happened with the Bucks after 01. It kind of just fell downhill. They went, I think they went 500 the next year. I don't think, yeah. Uh, they think they made the playoffs. I'm not, no, they might even, they maybe they didn't make the playoffs that year. They made it the year after with Anthony Mason. But anyway, it all just fell apart and then they just kind of butted heads and, it is what it is, and but this is when Sam Cassell was at, was at his best. I mean, we all got frustrated with Sam shooting sometimes, but he had some amazing shots in, in that season. I mean, I, I can't remember him offhand, but I remember a lot of games being so exciting. And then prior to this, I feel like our entire lives were all in our 30s. Like the Bucks have been just kind of a joke. Like you grew up playing video games as a kid, and like the Bucks are always like the worst possible team. Yeah, so you have yeah. to like – you have to adopt like a secondary team like oh well i, I really like the bucks but you know the the trailblazers i have clyde drexler and, like, it's like the it. timberwolves now right yeah it's hard to hard to kind of defend a todd day sherman douglas team <laughs> yeah i'm looking at i'm looking at the records now of our adult lives and since 19 our whole lives since 1985 um there's a team in there that's got 20 they went 20 and 62 in 1993 94 and the only times so this 01 bucks team is the the winningest bucks team of our life this 2000 2001 bucks team had 52 wins and the only two teams to have more wins than that are the 2018 2019 bucks pulled off 60 and then we all remember the uh 2019 2020 bucks who finished with 53 wins before their season was ended by the the wuhan pangolins (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah, because I can think it was interesting with this. I can vividly remember it, like this, the hype around this team when they got to their first 50 wins since, what was it? The Luel Cinder years? Yeah, uh, probably. And having Ray Allen like score almost 50 points that game, or maybe he did eclipse 50 points to have a career high. It was just, there was so many things going our way. And I, I still don't think they would have gotten past like the Lakers buzzsaw, but this was probably our biggest shot. And I and I guess I'm with you, Pete, because after this, we had some hype going into next year. But then, I don't know if it was George Carl's lucidity or like his just arrogance. But the driving, probably one of the nicest all around players that Milwaukee's ever seen, at least at that point, Ray Allen out of Milwaukee, because he said he was a a bad locker room and bad like uh, team guy. So he had to get him out of there to bring in what Gary Payton. Yeah, yeah. yeah they traded. Uh... Flip Murray and uh, Ray Allen. They got Desmond Mason and Gary, and half a season of Gary Payton. Isn't that aren't the Bucks on some list of the worst trades in NBA history? Like twice. Yeah, yeah. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki Dirk. for Tractor Trailer comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's Allen. a t- that, come on, that's a tough one. That's a draft day. 
I don't know. But I guess a three hundred a, a three hundred and forty pound six eight okay. guy. I know, I understand that. It was like a month of Gary Payton or something, wasn't it? If if, yeah, uh, really if the Dirk trade, if you can look in hindsight at all, Tractor Trailer did die of a heart attack fairly young. I mean, not to make fun of that, but I mean, that just shows you what kind of shape he was in for a basketball oh, yeah. player. <laughs> That's true, he, he did break a lot of backboards. Uh, Bill, You mentioned Bill Simmons. They were just redoing some of the drafts. They did talk about back then, that was when they still didn't trust foreign players. So Dirk was such an unknown. I mean, why and, would you? Yeah. I mean... They're all going to be pulling shifty Euro moves. And... <laughs> but yeah, the, I think the the reason that season seems heartbreaking, like looking back, is the fact that we got rid of Ray Allen. We got rid of our franchise player right after that. And then he goes on to have, you know, a good run with the, the Supersonics of being like a top scorer, all-star guy, but then winning titles with the Celtics and the Heat. It's like, oh man, that was our guy. Yeah. And just, yeah. and just making those key shots all the time. It was just yeah. it was heartbreaking to watch. And we were just kind of like going with Brandon, you know, we kind of got Brandon Knight eventually, but Dan Gazzarich, TJ Ford. I mean, we had Marcus Haslip, like all these draft picks that just failed big time. That's yeah. what, what kills an NBA team is if you don't draft good. And they did not draft good through the 2000s at all. No. <laughs> we We got the number one pick the year that the, was it 07 when there just wasn't like a superstar coming out? Ended up with Bogut. I guess we could have taken uh, Chris Paul, but yeah, who needs Chris Paul though? That's my two cents about the 01 Bucks. That's a wrap on our first team in the Remember Sports series. Keep an eye out for episode two, where we take a look at the 2003 Green Bay Packers. A lot of crazy stuff happened that year, so check it out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at QuestionableToReturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash QuestionableToReturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number 9-M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daly. And Pete, at P. Cozy with a K, Junior, J.R. Please consider giving us a five-star review, as well as sharing us with someone you know.